everybody. I'm Ronnie. Hello, and I'm Jenny, and we are the Heart and Soul Sisters. That was fast. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have a chance to open my mouth. (laughs) I thought I better Uh get that in there before there's a glitch. That's a good idea. (laughs) Always a good plan. Oh, so today we're we're continuing in our streak of talking about people who we've encountered, read their books, met them, met them. Yeah. Experienced something really cool with them. So this is kind of a continuation of last week. We were talking about Brian Weiss, who, um, yeah, had to be 12 or 13 years ago when you encountered his books and and said, Hey, you got to read this. Um, and then I'm trying to think exactly when it was probably five years ago now. Um, I was so, so, okay. Maybe I should back up after, um, after having uh, read Brian Weiss's books, I wanted to experience regression therapy to see what would happen. Um, you actually had done a session, and mm-hmm. I was envious. I wanted I wanted to experience it myself. And Brian Weiss has some self guided meditations you can use, but there are some mm-hmm. minds that just won't let go. And I think mm-hmm. mine is a skeptical, rational mind uh, is one of those. So I was not able to have any successes with you know myself with the guided meditation. So I kept looking for opportunities to have some kind of experience with regression therapy to give it a shot. And I think it was probably five years ago now, um, might even be longer than that, that I was looking at yeah. what was happening at Kripalu and Ainsley McLeod showed up saying a workshop on past life regression. And I remember saying to my daughter, um, she'd been, I'd taken her to Kripalu once and, and I said, Hey, there's this thing coming up. I want to go to this one. What do you think? And she's like, Okay, like like it didn't it didn't really speak to her, but I was so enthusiastic, and she loved Kripalu after I took her that first yeah. time. Like, all right, I'm in. Especially if you're buying, mom, I'm in. So, so we went. Girl. Yes, right. And so so we went, and he's just a lovely, lovely person. Uh, but it was so um, like I I had no idea who he was. I just knew it was about past life regression. I hadn't read his books at that point. Um, never encountered him in any other way. And it was just, it really, when I think back on it, it's like, wow, how amazing it was that there were 25, 30 of us in, um, in uh, uh, the, the workshop. And so we yeah. were right there in this, this small room talking to him, interacting with him. And um, he had a book signing while we were there. And Michael and I went, I went and bought both of his books. So he only had two out at that time, the, um, the instruction and there's a uh-huh. subtitle to that. And then the transformation, right. and there's a subtitle to that. Um, but when he has, so we got a chance to interact with him. We got his books. We went to the book signing. And, and it wasn't just like you're filing through, you know. We actually came and, and sat down and chatted with him. And it, it was just, he's just a lovely, lovely, lovely person. And so yeah. then, um, and had some really interesting experiences in the workshop where I actually was able to, and, and he kept saying, don't second guess it. Don't, don't worry if you're making it up. Like it's just, you're fantasizing, just, just go with whatever happens. And I remember having some really powerful um, experiences. They weren't like, I expected it to be like, I get like I'm in a movie, right? I step back in time and I can see everything and hear everything and, and it's vivid. And it really wasn't like that, but I had some very st- strong sensations. The very first one I had, was of being um, a young man. I was handcuffed. I was standing before a judge, and the judge just made this dramatic, 
like with the finger pointing, get out of here kind of thing. And I just knew that I was taken away forever. Like I was locked up and I died in jail or I was executed or something. And just tears streaming down. I'm laying on the ground in this meditation, just wetting the carpet, essentially, you know. Um, so just, just some really powerful stuff. So I couldn't wait to read his books, right, and to, and to find out more about mm-hmm. him. And, uh, and then I got out of that workshop experience and said, Jenny, you got to have these books. You got to get these books. So, yeah. So I, I – got his i got his books too i ordered them immediately because this is what we do yes <laughs> we have piles we have piles of books waiting to, oh to go through my gosh yes so <clears throat> um yeah so and they were you know different but similar to dr dr weiss and right. you know um in the messages that he that ainsley receives from his soul guides you know right. we all have them guardian angels we have those too um, whether you believe in them or not, they're there helping you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it just just was amazing. And we ended up deciding to book sessions with him. We did. And that was um, amazing. Do you want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah okay. Sure. Um, and I, I don't mind sharing a little bit of what I, I have notes, but I didn't look at them, of course, before I came <laughs> in here to do the podcast with you. Um, but I, I remember um, one of the questions because I was I suffered with um, migraines, really bad tension, headaches and migraines that started, oddly enough, when I when I um, was in school as a nurse practitioner, I started getting headaches. Well, actually, with my third and fourth pregnancies, truth be told. And just some wicked migraines with nausea, vomiting, dry heaving, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, and then it became a real pattern for me working for my first, the first doctor I worked with for five years. It yeah. was very stressful. Uh, I would have I would have like tension headaches, and then they by Thursday or Friday, the end of the week, they build to migraines. And I always woke up at three a.m. Three a.m. is like I call it my bewitching hour. If I ever was going to get sick from eating something that didn't agree with me, or I think part of it was just stress too. 3 a.m. is a time I wake up and would throw up or wake up and the migraines. And it felt like I had this lance. Like I always described it that way. It's like somebody shot a javelin through my right eye and out the back of my head. (laughs) And it just was like this explosive pain, just, just, I, I swear, I, I, I swore my eyeball was going to explode. I mean, the pain was unreal and the, ba- and it would, yeah, it would be very debilitating. I still would have to go to work and I still would have to function. Ugh. And I tried so many different, uh, everything. Um, I was on different medicines to try and stop it. The beta blockers dropped my heart to 50 and made me feel Ugh. like I was going to pass out. I mean, I tried everything. Um, so many different medicines to try and prevent them. And they made me, I, you know, I called them my stupid pills because it just made me feel so like, you know, like I'm walking through molasses all day, you know, I'm just like, okay, the headache isn't as intense, but I can't function, you know, I mean, you know, those days every once in a while, I mean, oh my God. with these migraines <laughs> and I would say, you know, I'd be talking to people and I'd get my words out and I'm like, they're, they're going to think I'm having a stroke. And I would just have to tell them I'm having a, I'm having a migraine today. So I know what I want to say, but my mouth is not cooperating with my brain. <laughs> and you know, it just was embarrassing. But I mean, I, I was living with this 
and trying to be pleasant. You know, this was after my fourth baby and trying to be pleasant with the kids and my husband and trying to be pleasant with patients all day. And I don't know. I, I don't know how I got through those years, honestly. And Maybe. so anyway, so when I met with Ainsley, um, I said, okay, I've been struggling with these migraines since my third and fourth child and it's not their fault. Um, and, and I described, I said, you know, I've wondered after reading Brian Weiss books, did I die on a battlefield? You know, was I a Viking? Was I, I mean, I literally get, would get these, you know, these images and he said, yes. And yes, you, you've, <laughs> you've died a number of times from, <laughs> from wounds to the head. You've been in a lot of battles. So I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know? And it's interesting because Ainsley talks about how just, just connecting with the guides and, and just giving just even brief, brief details of a past life right. help to, to get whatever that manifestation is, that physical manifestation that you're struggling with. It helps it to go away. Well, doggone it. If those migraines, you know, it's, I haven't had the dry heaves at 3 a.m. with the migraines in a long time. Um, and, and, you know, menopause helps too. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, even when the really bad pressure storms would come through, especially thunderstorms, um, yeah, I still will get a little bit of a pressure. I can, it's like I talk, I, I call it my my barometer in my head. Um, but, but I don't have the, and, and then waking up at 3am and vomiting from foods or whatever. Now I have modified what I eat. I mean, I'm a, I'm mostly a plant girl, you know, um, and some carbs <laughs> that I, you know, depending on my stress level. Um, but, uh, it, it's really interesting that, that I haven't had a lot of those symptoms or the, or the certainly I can't remember the last time I woke up at 3 a.m. with vomiting or or a headache like that. Right. So it's really interesting just hearing hearing some of the the things that the guides shared with me during that session with Ainsley, um, and those symptoms went away. You know, so I don't care. I don't care if it's placebo effect or if it's because of the connection of a past life. I don't care. It's gone, and I'm not. Right. I'm not living on. I'm not living on Zofran and you know, migraine medicine, you know, yeah. um, which is, which is awesome. Well, he describes it as when you do that, when, when you, like he, he talks to his guides and you can ask questions and he you know, pulls information for him wherever the guides feed it to him. And he tells you that's kind of how it works. Um, right. And he says that once you get that information, it's essentially reminding your soul that that was then. Yes. Is now. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You did die with a lance in, in your left eye, your right eye, right eye, right, right eye. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> you know, sometime, somewhere, but you're, it's not happening now. Right? Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. keep doing that. Um, right. Yeah. He, and he has he has really interesting stories, just like Brian Weiss did in his books. Um, mm -hmm. One of the ones I remember the most was most striking to me as he did a session with a woman who was trying so hard to conceive, right? She really wanted to have a child and um, she just wasn't able to, and she'd been to doctors and they couldn't really figure out what the problem was. And she did this, this session with Ainsley and he went back to a past life where she had become pregnant outside of marriage and, um, you know, was essentially shunned by everyone and ended up delivering this child all by herself, kind of on the edge of a field. And, let out, right? She was 
maternal deaths were common in those days. And so like her soul was remembering that having a baby was dangerous essentially. And that was the idea is that that was blocking her fertility. And it, again, whether it's placebo effect or, or what it is, it, um, she, she was able to conceive after she, you know, kind of her soul got the perspective of, okay, that's not what's happening in this life. It's not yeah. dangerous in this life to have a baby like it might have right. been. Yeah. I, I um, did a session with Ainsley where um, he went and, and he's talked about, um, he always asks like, what's, what is it? Like you can ask questions of him, which I did. Um, mm-hmm. And, but he also asked his guys, what's the thing that's most important for you to know? Yes. Right yeah. now right at this moment in time. And so he took me back to a, a time when um, one of the things he says is that sometimes people have fears of other people because of, you know, what happened to them in a past life. And, and there's certain parts of the world that I would love, love, love to go visit. And some that I absolutely don't want to go visit. And there's not really a, like one of, one of mine is Germany. Like I have no desire to see Germany, none whatsoever. And everybody That's tells me in there tells me it's beautiful, you know, Um, It took me to this past life where I was a daughter in a relatively wealthy family, but people came in and, um, you know, killed my father and brother in front of me. And I ended up in prison and I was beheaded at a young age. And, um, and the way he described it, it seemed like it was a German French sort of thing. Like I was a French family and Germans were invading and there's that part of France, Alsace. Anyway, since I've studied France, I, French history and French language and all that, I, I had this whole thing that I had um, seemed like it made sense to me as he was telling me this stuff. Um, but he also, he asked me, um, so I was beheaded. I, he said, eventually you lo- you went crazy. You were in prison. You kind of lost your mind and you were eventually beheaded. Um, and I had some really interesting physical relief in my shoulders around that, right? Um, mm-hmm. That I, that there's that, that chronic neck and shoulder thing that you and I both struggled with, but there seemed yeah. to be another layer of healing related to hearing that story. And he yeah. asked me point blank, as he was kind of describing what the guys wanted me to know about that life. He said, have you ever been worried that you were losing your mind or that you're going crazy? And I considered that for a moment and I said, no, not really. Not really. I don't remember consciously thinking that. And then as the years, so he was, so Ainsley was, you know, after Brian Weiss, after the Reiki, like we're moving down this path. And I realized that maybe a couple of years after that reading, I thought, oh, now, right now is what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, people are going to think I'm nuts because yeah. Yeah. I did a regression therapy session. I'm yeah. studying yeah. Reiki. I was you know, like, oh, you were, yeah. you were telling me it's coming. That's what you were telling me. <laughs> okay, good. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, so, but it's, again, it's really, it's just fascinating to hear the stories that people tell, um, through yeah. his books. And he talks about how, um, we come, we, they're like 10 soul types. Like there's the educator, the creator, the spiritualist, which almost everybody around us is right. You, me, our yeah. spouses, our children, um, that, and you choose that, that kind of type because that's kind of the path you're going to take. That's the influence yeah. in your life um, that you're going to have. And, and there are lessons that we learn and, um, and different ways those lessons can manifest themselves. And, and it just, I, I found it really interesting. It, it, it um, made me, help me think about things in a new way. Um, yeah. There's, I'm trying to think what he calls it. There's this, uh, 
like major contradiction. Like people want to be connected, but they also kind of uh, maybe keep people a little bit at distance, right? There's like a safety issue or something. Yeah. I felt like I've struggled with that at times. Right. Oh, yeah, but, um, and so that made sense to me when I, when I read that, I thought, Oh, okay. So that's a, that's, that's a lesson. That's something that, you know, you might decide you want to work on to, to try to find that. Where's that boundary, right. Between connectedness and uh, individuality that we experience on this plane through the ego. Yeah. So. And I, I liked, I liked Ainsley's writings about um, our, our soul, our soul life plan that we all, we all have one. We all come in. We, okay. These are the, these are, here are the milestones I want to hit. You know, this is what I want to learn in this life. I want to improve on. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. and we have our, our soul tribe, you know, our people that we've, that we love and that have been connected with these souls um, over and over and over and over and over again. And <clears throat> yeah, it was really fascinating because I didn't really want to hear that. Um, you know, he, he shared with me and I think I told you it, it that my, my life plan had been kind of, kind of derailed by our parents. And he, he yeah. did share that, that the, that the, the, his soul guides, my soul guides, his soul guides talking to each other <laughs> said basically that, you know, I, um, yeah, my life plan was, was derailed and that was a major karma for my parents. And yeah. I was really sad. I was just, I remember just feeling so sad yeah. Um, because I, I, I've never looked at my life and, and, you know, my husband is amazing. He's my best friend, our, our children, um, my connection, you know, with you as my sister and Jim and Michael and, you know, you're yeah. Al and, you know, our Michael. families are, um, and the friendships I've had, you know, I haven't had a lot of close friendships and I, I, I attribute that to, you know, our our adverse childhood experiences, but, but the ones that I've had have been, have been really meaningful. And, and I am definitely a hermit and in a lot of ways, you know, I, I retreat to my animals and nature, you know, and that's, yes. and, and I'm sure that's just a, that's something I've probably done over and over again. <laughs> it's a comfort thing for me. Yeah. Um, but I was really sad to hear that, that, so whatever my life plan was, it, it didn't, it didn't happen the way I had wanted to, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. But I've tried. Um, and it's interesting because you're talking about the different, the different traits, soul traits that we take on. I mean, you and I are, you know, both, we both have the, the spiritualist and the, you know, I have the creator and the hunter and the healer and the caregiver. Um, and there's, there's, I think they're like, like That's seven fun. or yeah, they're 10. And I had like had seven or eight, you know, yeah. I had a ton and yeah. he was like, this is a little unusual. He said, but, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> oh, well, but I, you know, I really have been, and it's funny because, you know, I've never thought of myself as like being pigeonholed in a group. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love all kinds of people and the, and the more, unique the the better you know i i love i love individuals i love characters i love you know it's just to me it's very fascinating and i and i enjoy the uniqueness and the difference the differences i guess um just like being in a play you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's fun it's it's entertaining it's interesting and so yeah so i 
I have many interests and it's okay to, you know, to pick one up now and put it down and then do another one for a little while. And then, and so that's kind of, that's kind of how my life has been, I think. And I, you know, and I, and I told Ainsley, I said, I don't want to have, I don't ever want to have grudges. And I, I've had some good, some, some people that we've loved that um, held grudges their whole lives. And, um, and I don't, our grandmothers both. I think right. struggled with that right. and loved them dearly. And, but don't want to, I didn't want, I, even as a little kid, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be angry like that yeah. or, or, you know, feel that way towards right. someone um, because you're, it, it traps you, right? you know? And I think, um, I think that that's, that's what made me so sad in my, my reading, it, it, you know, and he said, he, and I said, I said, I, I release my parents. I love them. I truly do. I send them love and light, but I'm not doing this with them again. <laughs> right. I, I asked him that question point blank. Yeah. I said, can I just, can I just, can I just bless them and send them on their way yeah. karmically? Do I have yeah. to do it? He said, yeah. no, no, you don't have to, you don't have to do it again. Yeah. So, so it made me really sad when, when the guides shared that they, they've got some major karma and it's like, uh, that yeah. sad, you know, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't, don't wish them ill in any way. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And anybody, and, um, I just want, <laughs> just want peace, love and rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> right. everybody, to be, everybody make music and be happy. And, you know, right. Right. To <laughs> do, do what makes your heart sing, you know? So, yeah, so it's, um, so that's what karma is really, uh, you know, in what I've, what I've, my understanding is not a, I have a really hard time with hellfire and brimstone. I have a, I have, it makes much more sense. Even punishment. Yeah. yeah. Even punishment. I have a really hard time with that. Um, I have, but I, I totally resonate and, and, and my heart resonates with this person did something that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> you know, this was, this was, this was a really bad, not good thing. And, but, but we all learned something from it. Right. right. And, and so this person is going to, is going to do some extra, extra chores somewhere right. along the line. <laughs> you got to earn some box. extra credit. You're going to have to work some extra credit somewhere to make up for that, Pay, you know, paying it forward. Maybe, yes. maybe, you know, right. 10 times right. fold, you know, right. um, to help others and go out of the way at, at a cost to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some sore muscles and some sweat and tears, you know, to, to make things better for, for others. And, and that's what, that's what I think of as karma. It's how can I, how can I make this better? How can I make this right for you? And if I can't do it for you, then how can I do it for other people? Right. Cause, cause we've all done things that we look back on and say, Oh crap. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I, why didn't I do something more? Why didn't right. I, you know, whatever right. karma, whatever, whatever thing it is, you know? And so that's really what karma is. Or, you know, if, if you want to call it sin, when, when you wrong someone, it's like, how can I, how can I make this right and fix it? You right. know? Um, and if you don't have the opportunity to fix it and make it right for that person, then how can you, help other people. Right. And that's, that's, I think what, what these messages are about is being, being a better person, being the best version of yourself and helping others to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. And I guess I, 
The thing that also appeals to me, I think I probably said this something similar in another context. We were talking about reincarnation, but I just, I, my sense of social justice just, it, it bothers me to think that people are born into this plane once and only once in such disparate circumstances, right? Some people are yeah. horribly abused from start to end and others live very cushy, comfortable lives. And I just, I, I really, really, I really, really hope this is, that this is, this is right, right? That this is the way we live, that we just get lots and lots of chances and that the universe is both infinite and patient. And that we get yeah. many opportunities to, and loving, right? Yeah. Any opportunities mm-hmm. to get it right. And yeah. to, um, when I took my, I took my yoga and teacher training, there was a, a phrase that one of my teachers used once. And I loved, loved, loved it. It says, there is no wrong. There is only learning. Yeah. So, like you said, no matter what happens, we all learn from the situation. Some people are, sort of in the right and some are in the wrong in some circumstances, but we're all learning from that. We're all learning, you know, if you're, if you're being harmed, you know, you don't want it to happen again. You don't want to do it to somebody else. Hopefully yeah. the person who's doing the harming learns, Oh, gee, that was bad. I should not have done that. Let me try to do better next time. Um, yeah, I, I just, it just, it just appeals to me. It appeals to my heart, right? That, that that's yeah. how the universe would work. So yeah. that's the way I choose to, I choose to approach living. Yep. Me too. So we love you, Ainsley. You do. <laughs> he is just the sweetest soul. If, if anybody has a chance to, and he has a third book out now, which is um, the old soul guidebook, right? Am I remembering that? Which card? I need, I need to, yes, I, I need to get. I haven't it. read that yet. Full disclosure. I haven't read that one yet. Um, no. So many good things out there to read in the sack is getting so high. Um, that's but, on my, that's going to be on the list though. <laughs> but we, but he's just, he's just wonderful. He does have a, um, like you can find him and sign up for his mailing lists and he does a, yeah. every Sunday now, I think he started with the pandemic or maybe before the pandemic, he does old soul Sunday. He does just a little half hour kind of virtual gathering. And he's just, I mean, just, just being around him is just a lovely experience. Cause he just is yeah. a gentle soul. Very kind, very loving yeah. soul. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So, well, so I hope you'll uh, read one of his books or check him out and see what you think. Does he speak to you? Um, certainly, would love any feedback that you have on on any experiences. Some of you probably have already encountered him. Uh, you might let us know what you think about um, his work if you've had a chance to work with him individually. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we'd love that kind of feedback too. Awesome. But until then. What are we doing, Jenny? Wishing you so much love and so much light. And so, so many blessings. Yes. Be well, everyone. Mm-hmm.